0: McKinney-Smith. In 2009, while going through a divorce, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. In 2012, I lost my sister and asked myself, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, helping other women publish their books, produce their podcasts, and reach their big goals to walk in their greatness. I realized the importance of sharing our stories of resilience and how it can be another's guide to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. We are blessed to be a blessing, so get ready to be blessed with an inspiring testimony. Hey Faith Walkers, thank you for joining us on the A Walk in My Stilettos podcast, where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us stuff into their shoes. I help women to strengthen their resilience muscle, own their stories, conquer their fears so they can reach their goals. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony. And since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today, we have Africa Miranda. She is an internationally known beauty and travel influencer whose brand inspires women everywhere to embrace their inner light. She's a host, executive producer, beautypreneur, and digital personality. In 2006, she launched Beauty by Africa Miranda, a skincare line inspired by world travel. Her 2018 book release, Step Up, Step Out and Shine, teaches readers how to build their own global Brands. Dedicated to empowering other women to step intentionally into the media space, Africa is helping a new generation of creators reach their highest potential through her media workshops. Africa has built a six-figure plus digital presence and partnered with the largest brands in the world like Facebook, Uber, Macy's, and Kia Motors. Please welcome to the show, Africa. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and share your story with us. I'm excited to be here. I love to start the show with an icebreaker question because I believe that as women, we have all these different titles that we go by. But a title that I feel is not given enough significance is our name because our names have meaning. And every time someone says your name, they're declaring that meaning to you. My name is unique. We have a lot of women that come on with unique names. So sometimes it's just understanding why your parents named you what they named you. So I would love to know Africa. What is the story behind your name?
1: Oh, well, my father was very active uh in the civil rights movement in the 70s. He was a member of the Black Panther Party. So, it's like kind of a short a short version, but you know that is where the name came from. <laughs> I love it. I
0: love it. I believe that as women, sometimes who we turn out to be has something to do with what we desire to be as little girls, you know, when we were using our vivid imaginations. And sometimes what we wanted to be as a little girl evolved into who we are presently. So I would love to know before we get into where you are today, do you recall what you wanted to be when you were a little girl?
1: When I was very small, I mean, I, I don't know that I ever had like a specific picture of what I wanted to be like, I mean, I love Whitney Houston. So, you know, and I love growing <laughs> up. I love performing. I was played violin, ballet and all those things. So I knew that I just wanted to be like, to be creative. So I, it was never really, I wasn't, you know, very much like, Oh, I want to be a fireman or this or that I just wanted like to continue to be creative. And so in many ways, like I'm doing well, I'm not, I don't think that I could have you know, foresaw or seen, you know, that I'm doing the things that you knew now, then but to some degree, I am kind of fulfilling the things that I wanted to do because I did always want to like travel and see the world and, you know, have great experiences. So that it was more of like things that I wanted to experience rather than what I wanted to be.
0: Mm. OK, so, I mean, you say you, you've traveled all over the world. Do you know how many countries you've traveled?
1: Uh, maybe 30, I think 31, 32, somewhere in there. Awesome, awesome. I love it. Not as many as most, but like, I feel like it's a you know, it's like a decent number. It's it's still a really good
0: number. Listen, I know people that have not left their area code their entire life. Okay. And I'm 40 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so (laughs) so that's a really good number. So, I would love to know like, what's the story behind how you got into media?
1: Uh, I started um, in media. I would say, like you know, what I kind of what I'm doing now, really, as a as a model, I uh, like a commercial model and actress. I was the face of ad campaigns for beauty brands like Cream of Nature, ORS, Girls Unleashed, and um, God, everybody from like the Discovery Channel. And I, you know, I just started, you know, working a lot as you know a commercial actress and model. And then from there, um, you know, social media was growing and kind of I guess becoming a thing. Like I was always an early adopter of most of the platforms. I was on Twitter since 2008. Uh, Instagram. I was on Instagram back before it was a social media app when it was just a photo editing app and then it transitioned into, you know, the social media apps and space that we have now. So it it really was just kind of by happenstance, really, I just enjoyed social media and like that, that, you know, connecting in that way. And honestly, like from just growing a presence on social media that led to more traditional media opportunities. And now, you know, the work that I do in the digital space. I
0: love it. I love it. I've been a
1: follower of
0: yours for years on Instagram. And I know, like, I I don't even know how I started following. I was scrolling. I think someone may have tagged you in something. I seen a picture. Mm -hmm. I just seen all this beautiful hair. Your your hair was curly. It was out. You had bright colors. You You were traveling. I was like, I am going to follow her. These images inspire me. She is beautiful. (laughs) So
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: So I would love to know what inspired the Beauty by Africa brand.
1: That actually came, um, you know, really from a conversation with one of my sorority sisters. I, you know, I launched the brand in 2016, but she and I had this conversation, uh, maybe late 2014, early 2015. And, um, you know, at that point, I had been doing, again, a lot of work with brands, and, you know, in the traditional media space as model. But then I was also starting to have brand partnerships on social media. And, you know, very much was known as someone, you know, that could recommend great products and things that I was using and experiences. And I never really, you know, I thought that, you know, something of my own would be something that I would do eventually, but I didn't really, one, know even how to do it, and two, just if it was the right time. And I had connected on social with one of my sorority sisters who lives in Chicago um, and she is a cosmetic chemist. Her name is Erica Douglas and her, you know, she's known on social media as sister scientist. And um, I was going to be in Chicago for a shoot. I reached out and we got together and, you know, small world, she was the chemist behind a lot of the hair brands that I had been the face of. And she was one of the first people to ask me, you know, when was I going to do something of my own? And you know, we just really, you know, at the time she was launching her own, uh, you know, consulting arm and, and lab to really help people that, you know, had small businesses or wanted to start brands, like really give them a pathway to creation. And um, I started working with her and her team and we just started kind of looking at, again, what was, you know, what in terms of a brand story, what is my story? What what are things that I'm passionate about? What do I enjoy? What, what are big parts of my life and how can I continue to tell my life story through products and things that I create? And travel has always been something that's that's been a huge part of my life, and it just made sense to make that part of this, you know, the brand story. So Beauty by Africa Miranda's brand story is that, you know, these are products that are inspired by global destinations, you know, that I visited, and each product is considered, I like to call them, you know, a travel souvenir because the Mm -hmm. products are, you know, have ingredients that are from each place, but they also evoke from either the scent or the feel or the result, you know, something that I felt when I was, you know, in these different places and destinations. So it's really just to encourage, you know, the love of travel, the love of beauty and just, you know, my personal take and spin on it.
0: I love how you've been able to, you know, connect and combine all the things that you are and that you love, you know, with travel and beauty and, you know, modeling and being like for all of the women listening, you know, sometimes they think, oh, well, I love this and I love that, but how can I monetize this? Or how can I make this into a thing? But you've been able to, like, find a beautiful combination of them all.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely been a process, yeah. (laughs) I can only imagine.
0: (laughs) So what has your journey been like since the pandemic? Like, has it affected how you serve? Has it affected, you know, how you market? Um, you know as an influencer has it affected your beauty by africa miranda brand
1: oh definitely i mean it's affected everything i have you know to have a beauty brand that's based on travel well no one's traveling so Mm. there was definitely a pivot in the messaging because you know i really also look at my products as you know ways to encourage self-care and a moment to honor yourself you know and, and have create those special moments wherever you are so if you can't travel, you can have those experiences at home. And that's been a messaging, you know, been a message route that's done really well. Um, you know, but then also as many manufacturers are dealing with over the summer, you know, this is the spring and summer is that once everything hit, a lot of supply chain shut down. So I had an issue where, you know, I was out of stock of a lot of products for part of the summer. You know, you're looking for, we had to change, make some changes in packaging so that I could even have some packaging. So it was just really was a time for us, I think for all creatives and business owners and really everyone to recognize that you know you had to you absolutely had to be open you know to change and you know and really just be able to pivot and that's what I had to do and then in terms of personally like I left New York I moved to Atlanta my family's in Alabama so to be closer you know to mm-hmm. them and just not be so isolated in terms of this if, if, you know how long this continues and things like mm-hmm. that so it really just has been a year of you know, just you have to just be open to to change. I mean, and I, I think that I've always been someone that's been open to doing that in my career. But I would say 2020 is definitely <laughs> a year to challenge that even more. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, but I will say that in many ways, you know, there are definitely you know opportunities and travel things that I was supposed to do this year that did not happen. But then I also was blessed with some other really great things that you know have happened for me that I don't know would have happened if I wasn't you know f- present and physically like here in the states and slowing down. So i just really look at this year, and as I look at all years, but really more so this one. You know, what like what can I learn, and what is it that I'm I'm supposed to be, you know, supposed to 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 recognize and experience right now.
0: Hmm. And you know, like you said, there's been a lot of changes in 2020, a lot of adjustments, a lot of pivots, and I I find you know whoever is able to adapt, you know, the the quickest will be able to get through this the easiest. So how do you Mm -hmm. stay motivated? Like, you know, you've had to move, you had to pivot your messaging, you haven't been able to travel. How do you stay motivated?
1: Well, I mean, I think the key is that you don't always, or just acknowledging that you don't always stay motivated. I, I have not been, you know, motivated at every point of this year. I just accept that, you know, when I feel it, I go with it. And when I don't, I don't necessarily try to really push myself through it to create or do things just for the sake of creating or staying busy. So I've just, you know, I just really kind of listen to my spirit to say like what, what feels right, what doesn't. And also just recognizing that like we're in the midst of a very traumatic, like this is a very traumatic time as, for human beings from the pandemic to what's going on in our country and just all over the world. And I don't, I'm not going to put the same expectations on myself of creative output and work that I would if all of these things weren't going on. And I think that mm-hmm. has helped me, you know, recognize that I'm, you know, I'm going to be more consistent at times. I'm going to be less consistent at times. And it's just given me, it's just changed what my baseline is. And it's made it a lot easier to get through this year.
0: Mm Hmm. Giving yourself that grace. Definitely. So what inspires you the most about what you do?
1: Honestly, for me, I when I, you know, when people that like I've never met or or even people that I know will reach out and say, oh, I tried this, you know, because you said it or, you know, were you sharing XYZ made me want to share this or do something different in my life. Like I've just always been someone that's been open to trying new things because I know what it, it can do for you just as a person. and to know that I've had any type of impact however small on someone else to do the same for me is what is, is, is a really big piece of, you know, inspirational piece for me to keep going. Mm
0: -hmm. Leading by example. Yep. (laughs) So what advice would you give to a woman right now that's considering becoming an online influencer, especially in this time?
1: I my first would be, you know, really ask yourself why. I mean, there's a lot of people that the oh, well, there's, you know, people are posting and brands are paying them or they're being sent, you know, products or they're going on these experiences and they want to do that. But I would also ask, but I would still really challenge people to ask themselves why, because the part is that for people like myself or other people that have been doing this for, you know, considerable amount of time and have had some modicum of, you know, success and I say success in quotes, is <laughs> that, you know, financial or otherwise is that there's a lot of work get to this point that you did not see, it's like, yes, it's like, I might be having these great opportunities in, you know, 2020. But I've been, you know, working very hard and building my brand on social media for almost 10 years. And not to say that you now you have to wait 10 years to do it. Because I mean, there's a lot shorter path to success these days. But it's more than just, you know, popping on social media, like posting a couple of pretty pictures and, you know, and, and going on about your way and then thinking that you're going to wake up and have these great financial opportunities. It's really, you know, about asking yourself, like, what is it that you're trying to offer? What, you know, how do you want to serve your audience? What is it that you're trying to pour into them? Because that's where it, if your focus is just doing it so that you can get brand opportunities or make money or do certain things. It, You'll find it can be a very frustrating experience because what you'll find is that the people that are getting the opportunities that you covet are getting them because they've built communities first. Mm-hmm. And so that would be my thing is that if you're interested in doing this, if there's absolutely space for it, I tell everybody, like, do it. It's great. But, you know, ask yourself what your goals are. And what your real reasons for, you know, what is your real reason for doing it? And what type of community do you desire to build? Because that is where these other, you know, extraneous things are going to come from.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Like asking, you know, is it from a place of service or is it from a place of self ego? Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what's one thing that most people don't know about Africa?
1: I was say I feel like the thing I hear the most, and this is just from like close friends or people that like get to know me, you know, better is maybe my sense of humor that I'm more funny than they expected. Because <laughs> I am like, I, you know, I, I, that's probably the thing that I hear the most. And I don't know. It's not that I don't share that side on social, but like, I don't know, like, there's not necessarily a way to always share your show your humor, I guess, in that way. So that's probably the thing I hear the most. OK, so what are
0: some of the adversities that you've had to experience to get to where you are today?
1: The, I would say the main piece of adversity is that like what I'm doing didn't exist five years ago, 10 years ago. So it's like, you're creating your life, you are creating your work. And that in and of itself is like a Herculean task. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it did not exist. And even to this day, like the work that I do, I create my opportunities. I create literally my financial opportunity so if I don't feel like doing anything then you know there's also a chance that if I don't feel like doing anything for long then, I, that, then that will affect three months from now you know what my income statement mm-hmm. is so you know the biggest I would say that's the biggest adversity is like that I have been you know to be the master of your own chip and I mean God ultimately is the master first but in terms of you know what I'm doing here in the flesh it's that is like, that's a lot, it's a lot of pressure. And it's really, you know, trying to figure out how to stay true to what you want and understanding when something's not working. And when you have to walk away from things and trying something new, it can Mm -hmm. be terrifying. Because, you know, we're also, you know, those of us that do what we do, we've built our, you know, our lives, our livelihoods on these, you know, on these platforms, and they could go away. And, you know, and then what are you doing in the meantime? You know, you even look at a year like 2020, you know, so many who would have thought that all of the things that we do every day, we can't do. And think about how many business models were based on that and plans that people had. And if you weren't, you know, I've just always been someone that's a saver and I don't know if it's the Capricorn in me. I'm always just like, I want to just have a little bit more stability. So I was prepared financially for things to slow down, but I also know that there are a lot of people that weren't, and I know I'm very thankful and it was a blessing, but that's, you know, it's it's still like, that's still a stress. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm if things were slow this year, then then you couldn't necessarily, then what's your setup for next year? So it's this life, it's the blessing of my life is that I get to have, you know, very wonderful opportunities, a lot of which I create, a lot of which that kind of fall in my lap that I never would have dreamed of. But, you know, the other terrifying part of it is that, you know, a year like this shows you that none of this guaranteed. And, right. you know, it's like, well, you know, do you, should you go work at a regular company and, you know, get paid twice a month and have, you know these benefits and things, but even that's not guaranteed, so I mean that really for me, over these years has been the biggest adversity of just the feast and famine you know of what it is that I do, and it 's constantly changing and constantly growing
0: mhm mm-hmm. you know even I was thinking as you were saying that when you're talking about you know i guess when you 've created these opportunities um, you know as being a brand influencer. So I have a 19 year old daughter who is like when she was 16, her Instagram account blew up. She has no idea how she didn't do anything, but a lot of Mm -hmm. uh, hair accounts and beauty accounts started reposting her. And she went from like, I don't know, 16,000 followers to 350 or something like 50,000. Like it was Mm -hmm. crazy. And then she got hacked last January. And that year she was, you know, making, money from instagram Mm -hmm. like she was making probably more than i was (laughs) and Mm -hmm. she was having brands send her stuff she was doing all of these um, posts and then when she got hacked the hacker had her account for almost three months and you know obviously the feast and famine you lose all of your income and she was Mm -hmm. dependent on her instagram account solely for all of her income, and she wasn't listening when I was saying, you know, you should create a landing page, start collecting emails, do some other things. But she was mm-hmm. young; she was eighteen. You know, she doesn't listen. Yeah. And um, you know, it was so stressful for her. the The hacker took over her identity. They were reaching out to other influencers, pretending to be her, doing collaborations, oh, making wow. money, having products sent to their house. You know.
1: Oh my god!
0: Like it was, it was crazy. God put some people in my life that put me in a position where we could get her account back and mm-hmm. she did and now she's 19 but even in that time when she realized okay I can't solely depend on Instagram alone or I'm like what am I going to do and right. she started a following on TikTok and then she started focusing over there and then her account over there went up to like 330,000 followers oh, wow. <laughs> in a short period okay. of time but it's like I keep telling her that it's such a huge blessing. You know, there are people out mm-hmm. here that have been trying for years and can't even hit those <laughs> right. numbers. So when you talk mm-hmm. about the feast and famine of it, it's like how easy things can either go up or go down. You know, people exactly. just assume that because, you know, you're doing these brand partnerships, Oh my God, you know, you get this or you get that, but they don't understand there's so many ups and downs
1: of just that alone. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like you can't, Like, I just tell everyone, like, it's I joke sometimes, I tell people, like, it's Monopoly money. Like, it's just, it's fantastic, (laughs) but it can all go away. And I just really hope everybody is saving. Like, that's all. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, what's your advice? I'm like, save your money. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, who knew that this was happening this year? You know, but it's funny because, like, last year I had, like, the last couple of years have been really good. And I was like, oh, my birthday is Christmas Eve. And I remember last year I was like, I'm going to treat myself and go buy, you know, I don't know what I was going to go buy. But I was like, I'm going to go, like, splurge a bit. And then I was, I had was just coming off of like a travel project and I was really exhausted at the end of the year. My grandmother had passed away. So I just was like, oh, I'm just like, I'm not, thank you. I appreciate it. And I was just, but I, I kind of just ended the year. I was exhausted. So I was like, well, I'll just wait until the spring and, you know, maybe take a trip and, you know, just so I didn't Mm -hmm. do whatever this big splurge that I thought I was going to do for my birthday. And I just remember when the pandemic like really took hold, I was like, thank God, you know, that I didn't. Because in my head, it was like, oh, it's nothing to go splurge and go spend it because I'm going to make that money back in January with like two, three partners, you know what I mean? A Mm -hmm. partnership or two or three. And I'm just like, thank God I did not spend that money. (laughs) So it's just, that's really, you know, everybody's like, how how are you doing? I'm like, I'm cool. I just, I make my budget. I stick to it. I live under my means because you just, you know, with this life, you never know. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So with all that has happened this year and all the uncertainties, obviously it can, you know, pay a, a toll on us. So what is your self-care routine look like? How do you take care of Africa?
1: Uh, therapy first and foremost, like I've uh, been seeing a great therapist in New York over the past year and then now since I've moved on to Atlanta, found a good one here. So that's been something that's been a constant and it definitely, I I know that I would be processing what's happening to me in the world a lot differently if I did not have, you know, if I had not started building like that tool, that mental health toolkit. So that's been a huge piece. Um, My faith, especially because again, you're in, we're in times where it's just like, there's no way to explain like what's happening. like So you Mm -hmm. have to just kind of turn it over and just say, OK, God, you know, I mean, even the things that I've been blessed with in the last couple of months, I couldn't have asked for them because I didn't even I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even known to ask for them or that I would have needed them. So that's, you know, but again, that's the beauty of what he does. He gives you mm-hmm. he knows what you're going to need and he makes sure that you have it and you are just, you know, you try to stay in a place of gratefulness and thankfulness. Uh, the other, um, is meditation. It's, I'm not great at it. I, it's a practice that I continue. And I was like, I will get good at this at some point. But <laughs> that's a continuous practice. Um, mindfulness has been another that's been really transformational for me because, you know, our, our mind and our thoughts are just so we can either, you know, heal the world with them or like totally break ourselves apart. And I just, it's definitely something that I, you know, work on every single day is like, you know, really like catching myself before I have these negative thoughts or negative things that I'm, you know, going to say, or, you know, or just speak over myself or even other people. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, and then just self-care for me also is just like making sure that I stay connected with people that I love. So it's like, if we can't see everyone, then it's like, we're texting, we're we're FaceTiming more. We're making like zoom ups, just doing what you can to, you know, to stay connected, however you can in this, in this new space and in this new way.
0: Hmm. Those are all so, so, so important. Thank you for sharing those. We're going to jump straight into you letting the people know where they can stay connected with you online.
1: Definitely. I am all platforms. I'm like Clubhouse, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> <All of those. laughs> at Africa Miranda and Africa is my real first name. Miranda is my real last name. So at Africa Miranda um, you can check out my product beauty, at Beauty by Africa Miranda or Beauty by Africa uh, Africa Miranda. Do, Africa is like my hub online. That's where you can have access to my book, which is available on Amazon and all these different things. And just one other good, fun piece of info. Uh, the digital downloadable, like the digital, I guess, cop version of Step Up, Step Out and Shine. Um, the, the second edition is going to be available for a very special price during the holiday season starting Black Friday on Amazon. So for people that have the hardcover, you know, or the paperback, that's great. But if you've also wanted one for like your Kindle or your e-reader, this version will be available with some actual, like some little um, new special content for the second edition as well.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So I will definitely put all of your links in the detailed section so they can just click and connect with you and they don't have to search too far. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome, you're welcome. I want to thank you so much Miranda for taking the time to join us and for sharing your story with us. I truly appreciate you.
1: I thank you so much and appreciate you and your audience for having me. Like this was this is such a great conversation. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And to all of you faith walkers out there until next time, subscribe on all platforms and don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple podcast. And you can join the community of faith walkers and sign up for our newsletter at com. and be sure to grab one of my personal development books available online everywhere. And if you could think of one person that would receive value from today's show, please share it with them. Feel free to screenshot this week's episode and you can tag us on Instagram. You can tag Miranda at Africa Miranda and you can tag myself at The Real McKinney Smith and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.